really going back and me thinking like, dang, like I thought, I prayed, I fasted, I did this, I did that. I, I, I. And God is saying, my, 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 like my thoughts, my ways, my plans. So it's not about me. It's not about what I thought. It's not about what I wanted. It's what God is calling for me and my process during that. So I really, I really go back to that and just kind of stick with it. And especially like when we're going through these things. Welcome to a Christian podcast, the podcast where we have Christ-centered conversations. I'm your host, Kevin Wilson. Welcome to another episode of a Christian podcast with Kevin Wilson. I'm your host, Kevin Wilson. I will, uh, we'll start to the right and then allow everybody to introduce themselves and we'll get to it. I'm Robin. I'm Elijah. Hi, I'm Tish. I'm Ashley. Smooth. So today, uh, the topic is, I think I like making y'all wait. <laughs> it's just, it's just <laughs> suspenseful. <laughs> suspenseful let me yeah um facing disappointment and how we um can do that because life sometimes can be um circumstances can be disappointing so we just want to talk through how do we as christians um show up when we have those circumstances so um has disappointment ever affected the way that you view god or in other words, has a circumstance, a loss of a loved one, uh, losing a job, not getting a job, something happened, sickness, ever affected your view of God? Uh, I guess I'll start, uh, yeah, to keep it short, but I would say with like the disappointment, for me, like sometimes it's something like, dang, God, like I prayed for this, I fasted for this, I warred for this, and it didn't happen. But I think I had to kind of like remember like, okay, maybe you have something else for me. Okay, maybe this is not what I'm supposed to do anyway. Okay, let me wait on you. Okay, let me let me listen more instead of like, because I feel like disappointment, that's me being in myself. Like, in viewing God differently in that, that's me being on myself. I should still be praising through whatever. Like my praise shouldn't be based on how I feel. And I feel like that disappointment kind of made it like that. Like, dang, like God, what happened? Like, I don't know. I don't feel like praise anymore, but I feel like through it all, like more of the story for me when that happened, it's just like praise anyway. Like it's not based on how you feel praise anyway. So so uh we could just end the episode because <laughs> I mean, it's just everything that i had written down so just we go in there nah anybody else has uh has disappointment ever made you view god differently or, in a, or affected your view of god how y'all doing anybody Yes. <laughs> so um, I think that disappointment definitely has affected my view of God at some point in time. Um, and I didn't realize it until like after I had gone through the disappointment. Um, I realized like, you know, there was this like distance between the Lord and I. Um, and I was trying to figure out why I was like, you know, God, I know that you're good. Like, but it began to be head knowledge when the things that I wanted for my life and the situations that I wanted to come to pass and work in my favor, um, when it didn't pan out the way that I thought it would, I realized after the fact that, you know, it was because um, I equated things going right in my life or well in my life to God, you're a good God, yeah. instead of realizing Circumstances change, but my God doesn't. He's always good. He's always faithful. He's always um, working things for my good. Um, but I put my trust in my circumstances instead. And so, yeah, that's definitely been a thing. Yeah. Now, you saying that made me think about the fact that, like, a lot of us as Christians have a transactional relationship with God. Where it's yeah. like, everything's smooth. God, you good. Mm -hmm. Everything rough. And then it's like, where you at, God? Um, but it's like, I don't want to get ahead, but to your point, um, and to Tisha's point as well, 
the my praise is not based on my circumstance because then it's like this it's, it's all fickle like i can at one right. one day be doing great and the other day i'm doing bad it's like i can't god's been too good for me to say that ah because it's rough today i'm not gonna praise you like his true worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth mm. and so the truth is to your point god is always good mm -hmm. God is always worthy of praise regardless of if I feel like it or if I'm having the worst day of my life, he's still worthy of praise. So yeah. anybody else want to share? I would say for me, like disappointment doesn't necessarily like affect my view of God, but like my view of me. And when I'm like really like in phase for things and they don't happen, I'm just like historically thoughts of like, oh, I must not be good enough for this. That's not, that's like why I'm not getting, it's never like a reflection of God's character. It's typically like my own. Mm -hmm. And so, um, mm, that's interesting. Like it, it's valid. Um, I think that's, I think it's great that you don't let that determine your, God's, your view on God. Um, and it's just like in that, like the enemy just uses a different way, you know, instead of, um, but I think, I don't want to say that. Uh, nah, I think, I don't want to weigh the two different perspectives, but if I had to pick one. Nah, that's not that's not that's not that's not fruitful. Cause the the thing is, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, right? And so, um, they both go hand in hand. There's no greater one. Um, so I'll say that. But there's there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Ashley, y'all be acting. Y'all be getting on here, and then I y'all be acting surprised when I be having y'all speak. <laughs> no, that's just. I just wanted. You try to keep it up a little bit. I was just trying to double check and see what I was going to say matches it because just like Robin, I have actually faced disappointment in myself because everything I have in my life, I expected certain things to where, you know, with promises from people that you thought were going to be here for you and stuff. And then it's like, Oh, it just leads to disappointment. So I never expect anything if, say, like, if I give to somebody and I never expect anything in return. So I've always tried to avoid that disappointment because, like, when you when you expect something, hopefully in return, like, oh, like, I did something and hopefully somebody returns that favor or, you know, reciprocates the energy. It's like then leads to disappointment. And then another disappointment I probably faced was, you know, you know, feeling unworthy about myself, especially through a situation of trying to heal from something that has happened to me 14 years ago. So it was like, I didn't feel worthy. I felt like I was a disappointment to somebody if I mess up or say something wrong or um just something it just i don't you know there's times where i feel like if i say something wrong or if i miss something or don't understand something i feel like a disappointment because i don't want to feel like a disappointment or be a burden to somebody especially if i'm like forming a mm -hmm. friendship or a relationship with someone if that makes sense mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah no, that definitely makes sense um I think that same scripture is um, is something to stand on. That is, there because the, because disappointment when we um, when we don't have a healthy mindset when it comes to disappointment, it turns into shame. It turns into condemnation. It turns into um, self hatred in in some instances, and so that scripture is is there. Um, th there's no, therefore, there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. 
that means like we we don't always break that down properly but it says there isn't any like it doesn't say like uh it's only not there if you choose if you don't choose but what really happens is it doesn't exist for the believer until you turn or until you allow the devil to convince you that it is because it's like it, it there, if you're in christ there's no condemnation and so i think it's like when you step out of christ when you step out of the the will and the plan for christ you're susceptible to the things that you wouldn't be if you were um in his will and where he's supposed to be so that's real so i wanted to say too like with disappointment like it's so easy to in our disappointments sit in our feelings and sit in our emotions and then begin to feed those feelings those negative emotions and i think that there's um a place like david you know in the psalms you see how he when he was faced with disappointment um when he um sinned and you know he fell short in different areas he cried out to God. And that's the thing. He, he felt his emotions. He, he acknowledged his emotions. Um, and he acknowledged what happened, but he went to God and we can choose to either again, feed, um, feed our emotions and then feed whatever the enemy, you know, tries to convince us of that. We're not worthy, that we're not good, that we don't need to pick up and try again. Um, or that because you were disappointed in this area, that means you're not worthy. Like if we feed ideas like that then um we can project the negative circumstances on ourselves or on god um but i think that's why it's so important you know you said those who are in christ jesus there's no condemnation and that's the thing like we we have to have the awareness that we're in christ jesus if we're saved if we are his sons and daughters then um that's who we look to he's who we look to um and he'll remind us his spirit will remind us that no, I'm good. Like, no, you're worthy. You're still my son. You're still my daughter. Like, you know, um, so I think that 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 is key, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, good. You were talking about like healthy, like desire, I think that's what you said. Healthy hope. Healthy. Did I make that up? Um, I don't know. OK, well, <laughs> my question is, like, what does healthy desire look like i think um a healthy desire is something that is in god's will so um ask anything in my name according to my will it'll be done for you so again i can ask anything i can ask god can you give me the ability to fly is he capable yeah is that is it in his will for me to fly no, he didn't design me that way. Um, and so even when we quote the scripture, um, I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength. What is God, what is Christ enabling you to do? And so it's those things. Christ is not going to enable me to fly or to harm somebody or to do. He's going to. Uh, to that, I, I think. Your desire should be based on the, the word. If it's not helping you love God, love your neighbor, lead people to Christ in some way, shape or form is probably vanity. Um, yeah. I asked that question because for me, that's where like a lot of historically like disappointment has come from, like hoping in things that are not the will of God. And so like with that, you know, the Bible says that hope deferred, like makes the heart sick. Yeah. So when you're hoping for things and they don't happen, of course, script, even scripturally, like you're going to like feel sick. But it says a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Yeah. And so that's why you have to, you In know, the Proverbs, yeah, the Proverbs heavy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so that's why you have to like check your desires because healthy desires will have the fruit of a tree you know, of life. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great point into that. It's, it's, uh, there's always going to be a, a, an ability to check your desire based on the scripture and say, well, what do you think about this thing? And, and, and also to say, um, 
And I think also even um, accountability. I think that's why that's also useful. So having friends that are trustworthy, having uh, mentors or pastor that you can say, hey, I've been thinking about this thing. It's what I've been really desiring because in our just where we at, sometimes we don't we get locked into what we want and we can't see the full picture. Like there's times where as a little kid, you're like, yo, I really want this thing. And I really want this toy. And your parent can say, like, you don't need that toy or you don't need that thing that you want because they're your parent and they can see from the outside in and say that's not beneficial or fruitful for you. And so there's times where you might be like, yo, this this is what I want to do. This is the person I want to be with or whatever. And, and you might take that to somebody and they might be able to give you a lens with the wisdom of, of the spirit of God and say, ah, maybe that's not right you know or maybe that is and like let's let me continue to cover and pray for you in that way and so i think um accountability is also a good 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 reason for that okay i feel like with that too like it's god's timing with that too because like of course god wants us happy uh he wants us free he wants us to be in relation with people but i feel like certain times certain seasons Maybe God wants to separate you, but you're still trying to connect with people, do this, that, and the third. It's not necessarily that it's wrong, but it's like it's not what God wants for you right now in this season. So I feel like having that discernment, staying in connection with God, like, of course, like, even with me, like, when I was younger, I, I used to, like, I used to be by myself a lot. So it was just, like, if people were, like, going somewhere or doing something, I'm like, dang, God, like, why don't they invite me? And I knew they were like, oh, we're not inviting her. Like, we're not, uh-uh, we going to this party. We're not inviting you. We know you, you be your first lady. We're not inviting you. So yeah. for me, I was like, dang, God, like, why can't I just go? Why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? And I feel like once I got older and once I really had time to develop and, like, kind of get closer to God, I'm like, thank you, God, that you held me back from that. Thank you that I was disappointed. Thank you that they said, no, I can't go to this. So thank you for that disappointment. So I feel like it, it, it comes back full circle. So in that disappointment, we have to say, what is God trying to tell me? What do you want me to get out of this? I'm, I'm, I'm thanking you for this disappointment. So thank you for that disappointment, really. That's a good point. All right, two things. One thing you said was it might not be God's will for you in that season, right? Um Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse one, there's a time for everything and there's a season for every activity under the heavens. So like, just like it's fall right now, the leaves are, are, are falling, right? Because it's the time for the leaves to, so at certain times in your life, stuff got to come off for you to walk into the next season or else you're going to, you're not going to be in the right, you're not going to be under God's grace anymore because once you... God, once God has specifically told you your time for this is up, his grace for that thing is no longer there. Yeah. And so the Bible says his grace is, is sufficient, right? But disobedience causes us to be outside of the grace. Yeah. And so uh, that's a great point. The second point was um, be thankful for the disappointment that's a good perspective that like even when even when we're disappointed sometimes it's a lot of a lot of times it's god's blessing we just don't have the ability to see it that like we've all had jobs that we applied for we really wanted we was like this the one and then you didn't get it and then later down the line you're like that wasn't the job right. like you can clearly see it like that wasn't the best job for me or that wasn't the right person i was supposed to be with or that you know but like at the time, you're like, man, I feel disappointed. Yeah. But if we let First um, Thessalonians chapter five, sixteen through eighteen, Ashley, that says, rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. Mm -hmm. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. If we let that scripture be our posture, we don't get to a place of disappointment. We, I shouldn't say that. We're not disappointed. But our praise never ceases because we say, OK, this is this is rough. I don't know what this is supposed to be. I got I need this job. But, hey, I'm praising you. I'm still you're still worthy of all the praise, honor and glory. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. 
So, um, Robin, when you were speaking, I believe. Okay, I have two things. So, hope deferred. Sorry. Hope deferred makes a heart sick. What's the rest of that verse? Um, you got it. Yeah. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Amen. So, read. <laughs> <laughs> read. Um, so hope deferred makes a heart sick. So it's not necessarily the, the context of that verse, right? It's not necessarily that we kind of speak, we, we recite that as if it's like us waiting for the thing is what makes a heart sick, but it's your hope being deferred. Hope comes from the Lord. The word says he gives us a hope in a future. And so if that hope, if you're not receiving that hope from the Lord, which comes with relationship with him, um, that being deferred there is what makes your heart sick. And so with that, um, the other thing that I was going to say as well is, um, so James 4 James chapter four, verse three. Be in my three. notes. You in my notes. You good. You good. You good. Um, so James chapter four, verse three says, "When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend. I'm sorry. Oh, that you may spend what you get on your on your pleasures." And a few verses before that, honestly, within the the third chapter, um, before that, um, you know, he's speaking about two kinds of wisdoms and basically wisdom from this world and wisdom from the spirit of God. And um, he was addressing basically those people and how living by the world's wisdom, you get fights and quarrels and, um, you know, disagreement and things like that. But from the spirit of the Lord comes, you know, um, you know, peace and love and hope and all of these things. Right. Um, So, you know, when you're living in that place of wisdom from this world, um, then you do get, you do ask with wrong motives because that's what your heart is, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. full of. Mm-hmm. And um, but when you live by the wisdom of the Lord um, and from the wisdom that this word gives us, um, you're able to view from a godly perspective, a kingdom perspective. We talked about that last episode. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we we, we see um, from the lens of God, we're able to see um, life from the lens of God and live from that lens of God. Um, and so we are able to ask, um, I think in Matthew's um uh, one of the places where it talks about you ask anything believing and you will receive it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's my other point. Yeah. Ask anything in my name and it will be done for you. Yeah. Uh, dang, that's good. I like to use, yeah, I'm in James too a lot in here. Um, you got something? All right. Smooth, smooth, smooth. Uh, yep. Yeah. I was going to say, like, sometimes disappointments lead to complaints. You hold it up. Oh, sometimes disappointments lead to complaints, like complaining about why God, why I work hard for this. But um, I would say um, on Matthew 6, 25 through 34, about therefore do not, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And yet, and are you not of more value than they? So basically, when we often, with the complaints, the disappointment leads to complaints, and then complaints leads to anxiety. So sometimes we get so anxious to like, oh, are we going to, am I going to get disappointed again? Mm -hmm. So, and then later on, just Jesus says, but seek first the kingdom and then allow today, you know, worry about today for tomorrow will be worried about tomorrow. So we just, so, and I think that's the emotions we have with, and the feelings that God provides us, but we must figure out how to weigh, like express or think biblically instead of allowing our feelings to, get involved and interfere interfere the kingdom mind yeah and i think a lot of times to that point we don't believe the word we know it we under we might even understand it but we don't actually let it be the truth yeah because to your point 
you get disappointed and then you get anxious. But if you really do what that scripture says, be anxious for nothing, but rejoice in everything rejoice, right? Yeah. Make and make your request known to God. You won't have you'll be the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind. And so a lot of times we you know, you got a lot of theologians and people that know all the scripture, they know everything, but like at the end of the day, it's just head knowledge. You know, it it is it's not it's not useful. Um and it and it's yeah, when you really let the word be the truth of your life, meaning that the word um when that when that word becomes true to you you place it above everything else. And when you actually place it above everything else, it it transforms your life. Um, because no, I, I've heard that scripture when I was younger. Be anxious for nothing. What does that mean, though? That, what, like, if I don't actually let it do, if I don't do what it says, if I don't actually make my request known to God, if I don't actually bring the things that cause the anxiety in the first place to God... It's useless. It's just information. Um, so I think that's a great point. Anything else? I think sometimes, like, even with the disappointment, I get into, like, God, I thought, like, I thought this was supposed to play out. I thought, like, it's a lot of I, I, I. And I kind of, like, I go back to Isaiah 55 and, like, basically God saying, like, listen, like, my thoughts are, like, higher than your thoughts. My ways are, are higher than your ways. Like, mm -hmm you're not going to always understand. We can't always understand, especially in the moment. So I feel like really going back and me thinking like, dang, like I thought I prayed, I fasted, I did this, I did that. I, 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 mm. and God is saying my, 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 like my, my thoughts, my ways, my plans. Dang. So it's not about me. It's not about what I thought. It's not about what I wanted. It's what God is calling for me and okay. my process during that. So I really, I really go back to that and just kind of stick with it. And especially like when we're going through these things, I know it's hard to say like once we're in them, I know it's hard to like, oh, let me go read this Bible first. I'm still encouraged. I'm still this, that, and the third. Mm -hmm. It's hard once you're in it. But I feel like going back to that, it, it really helps. Like mm -hmm. his ways are higher. So, But yeah, but we don't, we don't have the privilege to not do that. Or else we're going to get beat up by everything in life like your posture has to be that of david like we were talking about and, and said like you see I, i'd be when i read the psalms of david i'd be like how does he have the ability to articulate his feelings in this way at that time like i think this is it's impressive to me when i read them and i'm like Man, he literally just poured out his heart. Yeah. And he was like, God, I've sinned before you. Like, you read the song when when uh, he had just killed Bathsheba's husband. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yo, like, blot out my transgressions, like, that I might not sin. And it's, it's like, he just went straight to God and was like, this is what it is. I know you already know, but I got to write it out. And so um, those same psalms, like, and, and just the scripture in general, it has to be at at the point, at the moment that you face disappointment. If your posture is not immediately praise, worship, what the scripture says, you're going to get beat up. Like in the spirit, you're going to get, because you, that's the only weapons you have. Yeah. The word of God, praise, worship, testimonies. Um, and so if you don't go first to those things. It's just you're you're left really susceptible to the schemes of the enemy. It says, um, "Be alert, be sober-minded, be alert." Your enemy, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. Whenever we get disappointed and we don't cover ourselves with praise, we're the person he's he can devour. Um, so that's a great point. One Peter five eight. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Uh, cool. So that kind of went actually to my point, which was one is just encouraging yourself with the word and prayer. 
um, these are ways to kind of uh, face disappointment. So encourage yourself with the word and with prayer and just bringing everything that you have to God. Um, doing so with a posture of thank thankfulness um, and thanksgiving because oftentimes we get so caught up in our circumstance that we forget the, the good that we do have. Yeah. Like you talk about, uh, you know, uh, uh, this happened, this disappointment. It's like, yo, nine times out of 10, and it's not just to compare, but nine times out of 10, the worst situation, somebody is still looking like, I'll take that. Yeah. Like if that's all I, if all I had was just that, you know, just lo- let me just lose my job. That's the only thing I had to ish- I-, I had to deal with. Yeah. They take that any day, and so even then, I'm like, I have to build myself up with Thanksgiving because otherwise, I'm not gonna make it. And so I had to be thankful in, in even the small things. Lord, thank you for the fact that I can walk, I can move my hands. There's people that they need somebody to help them use the restroom. Like imagine every time you had, like. That's a reality for somebody. I can walk. I can move. I, it's in him that I live and move and have my being. And so because of that, I'm going to continue to worship him and praise him, even when my circumstances aren't aren't um, the best. Because even then, if I, going back to the word, God works all things for the good of those that are loving. Like, if you go back to the word, you're going to be fine. Because everything in the word promises you that it's going to be straight in the end. What you got? So um, I see a theme here, which is like there's action, right? So like it's easy for us to um, and I think like even a worldly perspective would be or fleshly perspective would be to, you know, there are disappointments that come. There are circumstances that happen and then we just kind of let them happen and we interpret that to mean that these things are happening to us and we take on this victim mindset, right? Um, But we're victors. We're not victims. And there's an action that we have to take um, when it comes to disappointments, when it comes to the feelings that come. And so um, Colossians 3, 2 says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Mm. And, you know, that's that key, that action word right there is set your minds on things above. Mm. Right. So like um, you think on things like our our thoughts uh, when we were talking about Philippians, you were talking about Philippians 4, um, you know, when we're bringing those things thank you girl um don't be anxious about anything um but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to god that's an action you present your request to god and then the peace of god which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in christ jesus and so when we when we bring when we present those things to god that's an action there's an action that god does and that's him guarding our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And then right after that, it talks about, and I, I love that, you know, God just doesn't, you know, just tell us, hey, you do this thing, I'm gonna do this thing, you know, like, but there's also, there's a thinking, like there's a process after that. Like when he speaks to you, you have to like nurture that thought. You have to nurture that, you know? Um, And so like verse eight, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on such things, because of course we're going to get attacked. The enemy don't stop. Like, um, Ashley said earlier, we, there are a lot of part-time Christians, but we have a full-time enemy. That don't make no sense. Like, you know, like, so he's going to continue to try and throw, um, circumstances at us and he's going to try and um, implant thoughts in our head but we have to consciously remember to set our minds on things above and to think on good things there's an action that we have um in this to to help fight yeah uh, it's, it's active because it's war yeah at the end of the day yeah. if you're not reminded that it's war you you're just a soldier in the middle of a battlefield with no armor and no gear you just out there like um oh. it's like yo this is warfare every day yeah um, and then, of course, like we don't want to do that. Like, honestly, let's be real. Like, it feels good to like sit in our emotions, like sit in anger, sit in frustration, um, be the play the victim. You know, like honestly, like it feels good to do that. It doesn't feel good to be like, oh, I want to think on good things. I want to forgive. I want to be good. I want to da da da. It don't feel good in the moment, you know. Yeah. But we still, this is a fight. And if we remember that, like we are victors, and we like God has equipped us with everything that we need to fight this this war. You know, that's 
that's stronger and that's more fulfilling than sitting in our emotions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you want to go? You can go. Oh. Um, people forget, like, every good and perfect gift is from God, as James one seventeen states. But also, we're so anxious about what we're going to do in the next day. But God is reminding us from Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and hope. And then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me. And when you seek me with all your heart. So people, you got to do what you need to do, like actually pray and look to God with all your heart and not just, oh, well, if I do this, like, hopefully he'll do it for me. And I ain't got to ask no more. Like, he knows God is all knowing God. He's going to know your heart. And like, he, he knows your heart, like it has motives and stuff. Like, he ain't going to do that. Like, he's going to make sure you learn a lesson. Like, he will send you those things that may give you a disappointment. So you can say, see what you thought. You thought you could play me. But just know, I know what you, I know your mind. Like, I know my, my thoughts and my ways are better than yours. Like, you ain't going to think like me. You ain't me. So mm -hmm. that's what it is. Mm -hmm. He knows our thoughts from afar. Yeah. You going to say something too? Yeah, so kind of going back to what Nelly said about, like, not sitting in our emotions, not sitting in, like, the disappointment. Uh, like, I've been reading over, like, Second Samuel in, in David's journey. His child was dying, and he was in there praying fast and warring, like, going in for his kid, and the kid died. I, me, I would my child, if I had a child and it died, and I'm, I prayed and I warred for this child, I'd be butt hurt somewhere under a table crying. But what did he do? He literally, he got up, he cleaned himself off in worship. Yeah. So even yeah. in that, like that terrible, terrible thing, he got up in worship. Yep. It's literally what it says. So I know for me, like it's an example that's being said. Like the whole Bible is an example. These examples, it's, it's real. It's real life is what's being said. But I know even with me, sometimes it's hard to think of. It's like, wow, like if if my someone just passed away, I'm so close. This is my family. I'll be somewhere jacked up, but he got up and worshiped like you get up and worship. It's, it's an example. Get up and worship. I'm disappointed, but get up and worship. I'm hurt, but get up and worship. Yeah. Bill Johnson of Bethel Church, his wife passed away recently. And uh, three days after his wife passing away, he preached on Sunday. And one of the things he said in that sermon was that. I don't have the ability, I don't have the the privilege of changing the way I, letting loss change the way I view God. Like, I don't get to let loss, I don't get to, my view of God to be moved or shifted because I've experienced loss. He's been too good. And I'm like, for a man to be able to say that, not not weeks three days your wife passed away three days ago and you say you stand on the stage and say i still view god the same i my i i can't let this shift my my view on god that to me is is a, is a person that truly lives out what the scripture says and lives out uh those examples of of in the, the face of disappointment saying i'll worship you i'll i'll, I'll praise you in the good, in the bad, high or low, on the mountain, in the valley, you're worthy of all praise. And so that reminded me of um, Numbers 20. Uh, numbers, yeah, chapter 20. Da -da 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 -da. Cool. So starting at 2. Now there was no water for the community, and the people gathered in opposition to Moses and Aaron. They quarreled with Moses and said, If only we had died when our brothers fell dead before the Lord. Why did you bring the Lord's community into the wilderness that we and our livestock should die here? Why did you place or why did you bring up uh, us up out of Egypt to this terrible place? It has no grain or figs, grapevines or pomegranates, and there's no water to drink. So the whole assembly is like, yo, 
Y'all are bugging. You brought us out here. There's nothing to eat. We should have just stayed where we was at because y'all y'all tweaking, right? Imagine, like, we talking about, like, thousands of people, not just, like, two or we talking about thousands of people bugging at you, right? After that, it says, Moses and Aaron went from the assembly. They went straight from being chewed out by the whole whoever, all of them, to the entrance to the tent of meeting and fell face down and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. The Lord said to Moses, take the staff. The Lord gives them instructions. The point is, you literally go from, I don't know what we're going to do. We have nothing. The whole assembly is angry at us. Why was there, most people's posture wouldn't be to literally just leave and say, we'll be back. They literally just left and was like, okay, left and went to go worship God. That's what we're supposed to do. But to be honest, we get caught up in trying to defend ourselves and this and then some people with like pride would have been like nah this is what god told me to do mm-hmm. it's like nah they was like well if god this is what you told us we're gonna go back to the source and we're gonna praise god and worship until we figure it out and literally it says fell face down and the glory of the lord appeared to them i don't know if the glory of the lord would appear to them if they didn't fall down and worship and so because of that uh moses gives i mean the lord gives moses um the instructions and so um you see the posture of praise revealing the things that you need and so i think that's a great like a great reminder that worship man you can't can't let your circumstances determine your worship because that's that's not that's a transactional relationship so ashley can you read Jeremiah twenty nine eleven again? See. Yeah, yes. she got she got a special translation. <laughs> what translation is that? It's Spanish or yes, yes, ma'am. No, no, no. Uh, oh, oh, Jeremiah. oh. Okay, hold up. Wait a minute. Yeah, twenty nine eleven through thirteen. Yep. Yeah, All right. Bit, bit, bit. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you a future and hope. Right, you then, can stop there. You can stop there. So when you read that, mm-hmm. like initially, like God asked me this rhetorical question. He's like, if you aren't getting your hope from me, like where are you getting it from? Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And so as you were like sharing like the story and like numbers, like God revealed to me that like even when you are getting your hope, you know, from the wrong place and you go through all this disappointment or maybe you have a pure hope. And it's coming from like an impure motive and you're in disappointment. Like God just like shared with me that like he'll give you a new hope. Like if you'll stay in his presence like long enough, he will give he he wants to he wants you to have hope. Like hope Mm -hmm. is something that's positive. It's a gift. It's literally a gift. And so like Ashley, when you read that, like it just. Yeah, I think a lot of people forget hope is one of the three things that God mentions in well, Paul mentions in one Corinthians 13, where um, so now faith and hope and love abide these three. But the greatest of these is love. So I think a lot of people forget that. And just like when you mentioned about David, um, you know, realizing the transgression um, he used against Bathsheba's husband, um, Yura the Hittite, he actually got held accountable by Nathan when Nathan's like, you do, you know what you did, so I'm going to hold you accountable. Nathan was like, yo, you wild. <laughs> so I think, like you said, accountability is important. A lot of people don't like to be held accountable. They just say, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm going to just place the blame on God. But, you know, just like I said, you can't, you can't test God. You can't fool with God. Like, God is an all-knowing God. He going to put you in your place. True. Uh, you're right about that. I wanted to read uh, James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4. It says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance, and let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. We say that scripture a lot. You hear it in church all the time. Sounds great. Consider it pure joy when you face trials. What? Do we really walk that out, though? Do we really actually go through trials and be like, oh, great. This is an opportunity. 
No, we a lot of times we don't, right? But going back to like what I was saying in the last episode, um, when you really have that posture, you see everything from the lens of God, and you say, "Man, this didn't work out the way I wanted it to." Man, we I I planned to be over there, but it was a group over there that when I came out, and so now we got to go over this side. Well, Lord, you must that must be part of your plan, like pure joy, like. We don't always really do that. And it's it's not it's not hard, but it does require work. It's not hard when you really think about it, when you really think about who God is, and you really take into account his all knowingness, his sovereignty, his uh, omnipotence, the fact that he's all powerful. God, whatever you want to do with my life, you can do it. If something's going on with my life that's not right, I still can praise you, but I have to do it. Because if I say that verse, it's a, again, going back to the, not many people actually believe the word. And now that sounds like what? We hear it, we understand it, we know it. But at the end of the day, if you don't walk out what the word says, you're better. You're, not, you're no better than somebody that doesn't know it. And really, you're actually kind of worse because at least they're they're ignorant. They they have ignorance on their side that they just don't know. You know it, and you're still not doing it. That is worse. <laughs> That's worse. No, there's a, there's a scripture. I don't know what it is, but it, it says something around that. We'll find it in a second. Oh, matter of fact, I think I got that. Uh, yeah, I know. I don't know it, but it says, uh, it's like looking at yourself in the mirror and forgetting who they, who you for, you're going to pull it up. Oh, you're going to, hold on. We can do the Bible lab real quick. <laughs> now, nah, James is in the cut though. James. You got it? Oh, you got it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Read that thing. I'm screaming. If y'all are, because I know exactly what y'all are saying. If you're talking about James one twenty four, uh, what you talking about? Yeah, yeah, but read the one before that too. Twenty three and twenty four. Oh, right there. Okay. Well, she, yeah, we like your version. I ain't doing nothing wrong. I said or, we like your version. Oh, okay, okay. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. James 1, 23 through 24, y'all. Yeah. So. To know what the word says. And to not do it. It's literally foolish. <laughs> like, like, it's literally foolishness. And not in a sense of, you know, funny, but like, you go to, you know, you go to the book of Proverbs, it defines things that are foolish. Yeah. Um, and and to, to know it, but not do what it says, means that you either in some way think that you're better than the word, or you just don't want to deal with the inconvenience of letting it be true because sometimes it's not easy um but at the end of the day it's like god's the plan the his word is for your own benefit he's not gonna give us something just so that he can say i'm god and y'all y'all are not and this is what y'all gotta do if you let if you let the word work in your life You'll get the benefit. Yeah. When you let your posture be praised in the middle of disappointment, your heart is guarded. You don't have to deal with the anxiety or the worry or the depression that comes with facing disappointment. And so even even praise is really a benefit to yourself if you think about it. So anything else? I feel like even with that, uh, I know for me sometimes it's hard to look at it and apply it to every single area and aspect of my life throughout daily. I know some people like 
somebody cut them off in traffic and that ruins your whole day. I feel like applying the word, it's everywhere. It starts with the small stuff, too. Somebody cut you off in traffic. Somebody didn't say excuse me while walking. Like, it applies to that smaller stuff. And I feel like if you can't handle or apply it to the smaller stuff, what happens when you get to the big stuff? So I feel like applying it in every single area, every aspect, every second of the day, I feel like actively applying it. It has to be active. The word is it's active. So actively applying it like, oh, she didn't say excuse me. That's all right. Kind of how you were even saying earlier, like the waiter was a little bit rude. That's OK. I'm, I'm actively applying this word. I'm, I'm going to actively do this. No days off. Yeah. No days off. Uh, man, that's dope. It, it does require... Um, intentionality even in the small because if you were to think about it it's almost like a principle of stewardship like it's the same thing like if you don't if you're not if you don't praise God when you have a small inconvenience you really think you can praise God when you lose a loved one mm-hmm. it doesn't work like that it, it, it's you have to build yourself up even in the small to, to say man you know they cut me off in traffic praise God I didn't get in an accident like that's the posture like thank god i'm dry i have a car to drive i could be on the you know walking Mm -hmm. and so it's that posture of praise whenever wherever whatever i'm doing he gonna get the praise because he's worthy of it and it also helps me because i can't be cursing nobody out disappointed angry if i'm praising god Mm -hmm. so it protect worship protects yourself you guys know Y'all yeah. be having stuff, but y'all just be sitting there. I don't know what you would direct nah, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> um, so I, I guess like my encouragement would also to be um, like to your point about the to your point about considering it pure joy when we face trials of many kinds. So I kind of shared this with you all uh, earlier this week with the revelation that God gave me about trials. Um, you know, so throughout the New Testament, we see how our time on this earth is like a race. It's described as a race. Paul uses, describes it as a race a lot. Um, and in Hebrews, Hebrews one and two, um, it talks about our race being marked out before us, um, and to fix our eyes on Jesus because for the joy set before him, he endured the cross and at the end of the day, like we, we tend to look at, you know, the trees instead of looking at the forest, you know, with an eagle eye view and we look at our issues. We think that that's all that there is, but it is so much more than this. You know, there's a race that we have. There are things that, um, we are praying for that God has promised us, but the ultimate end goal is that joy set before us, which is to be united with our father again and for kingdom to come. Um, for us to be sanctified and all of these things like, you know, um, it's that's that's the end goal. And it's God's grace that he gives us all the rest of this mm-hmm. on this earth. It's God's grace. Like, you know, um, and then, you know, uh, the other thing that, you know, he was speaking to me just now, like was it for the joy set before Jesus, he endured the cross. Like mm-hmm. that joy of being with his father is what his um you know his 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 end goal his his focus was on um but a lot of times we are living this life for the marriage set before us or you know for the car set before us mm-hmm. or for the clothes set before us or you know the for the success set before us for the platform set that's not that's not what it is like that's not that's not all that there is you know um so yeah it's just so important to persevere and there's literally no way around the disappointments there's no way around the heartache the pain but through Mm -hmm. and if we don't persevere like we 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 even if we do try to go through if we're if we're going through them way down if we go through them um you know carrying uh self-doubt or you know lack of you know worth or or viewing yourself um, or viewing God with a skewed view and all of these things. If we're carrying those things while we're going through, there's no way we can successfully run this race. And so, um, yeah, I just think that it's so important to remember, like, you know, in Hebrews 
12 verse 1 it says throw off every let us throw off every weight or every everything that hinders and every sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us we have to run with perseverance that's the only thing he said to run with mm. so yeah that's good i wanted to uh uh what's it called add it add ooh, add to what she said from you know Romans 8, 18 says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Yes. So the current time of, like, say, the season of disappointment, like, disappointment is part of trial tribulations. And I've always said and believed trial tribulations can lead into a testimony. A struggle can lead to a salvation, and your worries can lead into worship. So everything that God has Say that again, say that again. Yeah, you can't good. just, you can't. You gotta say that again. Again? Oh, okay. So, the disappointments are part of our trial tribulations. And I've always believed that trial tribulations could lead into a testimony, a struggle into salvation, and the worries into worship. So God will put, will take a negative thing and turn it into a positive, powerful testimony. Mm -hmm. Said, man, I've been through the mud, I've been through the struggle, but look at God. He gave me a chance, you know, praise Him in advance, you know. He saw me. He just gave me a second chance. He saw something that, you know, he ain't through with me yet. I'm still here. Mm -hmm. So it is what it is. And, you know, just you never people don't understand. There's a reason why we are alive and we are mm -hmm. here. Like the biggest blessing under a blessing that people don't understand is when you the first thing when you wake up and your eyes is open, that's t God is telling you that he still got a purpose for your life. So when you wake up and people say, oh, I got to go to work. Oh, like you better be glad you're going to work because there's people out there that would love to be in your position right now. So just know everything that can, you know, everything that God is blessing you can take that away. And he's going to make you learn how to be appreciative of life. So you better understand. That's so good because that's it's basically what I was thinking, like we sharing thoughts or something. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah it's kind of like we ask to be with god we ask oh god live in me holy spirit live in me dwell in me god i want to be with you i want to walk with you yeah. like you said trials are gonna come that's what you asked for really like you signed up for it so prepare for it too. like prepare worship in advance praise in advance uh so i i really feel like like you was you were you like were you read my mind or something like you was <laughs> you, you were in my mind the same spirit um man holy spirit activate <laughs> holy spirit activate holy spirit activate um i thought he's gonna finish it uh -huh. sorry, you good. i just i'm gonna um read a couple scriptures and then we'll wrap up uh so one thing we kind of talked about accountability a little bit but like leaning on your brothers and sisters in christ uh proverbs 17 17 says a friend loves at all time but a brother or sister is built for times of adversity um and so you can't always be by yourself um you can't you can't do this you know iron sharpens iron uh, you can't live do this life by yourself or you're gonna get tired mm -hmm. and when you get tired you're just susceptible to the schemes of the enemy and it's just gonna wear you down i think like even just in basketball um it's i got all the ladies you're a basketball fan um in basketball you know isolation plays are when a particular single person is a play built for him to just do his own thing right but it's really just him going against the opponent and so it's cool it works when you're good but it's a tiring way of playing basketball like you you don't want to be playing a whole game of basketball isolation you're just doing everything by yourself and so in the same way it's the plan of the enemy to if i could get you by yourself it's just me and you ah i'm good like you know and so that's why we need our brothers and sisters to to um encourage us and, and even um being able to use different people with different gifts like mm -hmm. there is a gift of um encouragement or in other translations exhortation and so certain people's gift is literally they just have this 
innate way of knowing how to encourage people and be like, yo, you know, you was out there. I know you feeling bad, but like, you really a great person. Like they just have this way of encouraging you. So I read a couple scriptures, John four twenty four. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth. Uh, James chapter four, verse seven through 10, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he'll come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your heart, you, your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves, therefore, before the Lord, and he will lift you up. I think even in that, I didn't even think about that, but like grieve, mourn, and wail. It's not saying don't be disappointed. It's just saying... Once you do that, all right, cool, grieve, do what you got to do. But now, um, this is this is where we are. Like, you know, humble yourselves before the Lord and he'll lift you up. Um, be paid. Oh, sorry, I didn't even quote the scripture. James chapter 5, 7 through 8. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn in the spring rains you too be patient and stand firm because the lord is coming near Thank you, um i got two more james chapter same chapter james been going off yo he went crazy Fire. yeah i know he, he said <laughs> right. james is tapped in like that. and james look that book is, is real short you can read it real quick but it's got a lot in it um that's why i was, I was struggling to find it in my bible because it's it's small so it's it's tucked away um Chapter 5, verse 10 through 11. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. So don't forget about testimonies, like testimonies that are in scripture and then also just testimonies that happen in the world. Sometimes where I feel that, um, so like, for example, I've been uh, really just called to like being able to operate in the gift of healing. And so what do I do, I go to YouTube and I'm like, I want to watch vi videos of healing or healing testimonies where I get to see people getting healed or pe people share the story of Jesus healing them. Because as I do that, I remember and I, I'm reminded of what God can do. And so my... The, the reality of his presence trumps the circumstance of somebody's sickness or illness at that point. Um, and then last thing, James chapter 5, verse 17 through 18. Boy, it was going crazy. <laughs> Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. Mm -hmm. And so it's another testimony, regular human dude being able to pray. And because of his prayer and believing what the scripture says, um, what he asked for came to fruition. Yeah. You know, ask me anything according to my to my in my name and it'll be done for you. Um, uh, there's another scripture. Without, uh, I'm the vine, you're the branch. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Uh, without me, yeah, no, without me, with me, nothing is impossible. Mm -hmm. James chapter, John, I said John. You John got 15. it. Uh, yeah. You good, appreciate it. Mm -hmm. John 15, da da da. Yeah. It goes down because it skips one. So if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. This is to my father's glory that you will bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, John 15. And so, again, it's the word. The word got everything you need. So we, that's that. the word going to be the word. Um, and so... Yeah. Any final remarks? Cool. God is so good. <laughs> God is good. He be, yeah. God be doing his thing. Like, he be doing his thing. So, this is a great episode. I'm going to um, just pray real quick.
So, Lord, we thank you, God, for the fact that you are all powerful, Lord. We thank you for giving us your word that sets uh, before us an example of what to do, even in the face of disappointment, God. So I pray for anybody that's currently going through disappointment, trials, God, um, circumstances that aren't ideal. God, I pray that they would do what your word says and and uh, come to you, God. Let your their requests be made known to you. And God, as they do that with thanksgiving, um, that, that the peace... Um, of you, God, the peace of your spirit that surpasses all understanding will guard the heart and mind, God. So I thank you um, that through you we have ability to uh, overcome the, the devil and his schemes, God. But we are uh, more than conquerors through you, Jesus. We are uh, victorious, God, and there's nothing that we can't do in your name, Lord. And so we just thank you for a victory over the devil, God. I thank you that we will put on a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness lord um i thank you that you have not given us a spirit of fear but a power of love a uh, sound mind god and um of self-discipline lord so we just thank you god for your word we thank you god for your, the fact that you left the divine instructions for how to do life god so we thank you we love you in jesus name i pray amen amen appreciate you guys for watching this episode remember to make today worth living peace <laughs> <laughs> cool.